Hi friends, welcome back to the Human in Progress podcast. Today we are talking about the lessons from 2023. From now on, we are calling it the Human in Progress podcast because we want to share what we learn so that we can make progress as humans together so that we can take steps every day towards the goals that we want to make in life. Right now, I just want you to picture me sitting across from you with a big cup of coffee and just chatting as friends because today I really want to talk about relationships and lessons that I have from my relationships in the past year. Now, these lessons are based on my own experiences. So there is nothing right or wrong about these. These are just my own experiences. These are not based in any science or anything like that. It's just my own observations from the year past and that I will be taking with me into the 2024 so that I can have even healthier relationships going forward. And I know a lot of people struggle with relationships, relationships with themselves, relationships with friends, relationships with family or partners. And it is hard because you are conversing and creating a connection between yourself and another human being, another sentient human being that has all the specters of emotions and thoughts that you have. So creating a healthy connection it's vital for that relationship to stay healthy and for that relationship to grow in the way that you want it to become. Now, let's jump in. The first lesson is accept or remove. Now, this might sound harsh for some people because what I mean by this is you either have to accept the people in your life as they are or you have to remove them from your life or remove yourself for that matter. Our life is so short that I think a lot of us spend a lot of energy pleasing and trying to make everybody else around us feel comfortable when we ourselves are uncomfortable. And a lot of the times when we are not comfortable, we try to change our environment and often try to change the person in front of us. Perhaps we think that by changing them, we are making them better. But in all honesty, I have experienced that me trying to change a person because our relationship isn't working or I feel uncomfortable or perhaps there is something that isn't okay. Perhaps there's something toxic in our dynamic. It always ends the same way. It always ends with me meeting a big wall because they are putting up defenses, as they should. Fully respect that. Because I am bombarding them with expectations that perhaps they are not ready to hear or perhaps they are feeling that I am attacking their personality or that I'm attacking their person. It can also be because when you're trying to change someone, you're also saying that they're the problem and not you. And a lot of times I found that the issue wasn't them. It was quite often myself. It was myself getting triggered by actions and conversations and topics that they were talking about or that they were sending my way and I wasn't mature enough to deal with that trigger at the time. So to make me more comfortable, 
to make myself feel better in the dynamic. I try to change them in one way or another. My family can get a bit intense sometimes. We can set very high expectations from each other and become very negative and condescending if we think that that person should do something or should have created something or should have become something. And then we try to change them by pointing out the thing that we think they should be doing in a negative tone. And a lot of the time, and my, my whole family has done this. This is not like a singular, a singular person. My whole family has done this. And what I realized through 2023 is that by doing this, they have pushed the person that they wanted to keep close, that they want to keep close, very far away. Because every time this person came home, the only thing that they were talking about was the thing that they wanted the person to do. And... So what happened was that he felt not good enough to come home. He didn't feel like he was good enough, not accepted, that he needed to become all of these things and do all these things to deserve the love and comfort and the safety of our home and our family. And so by trying to make him better in their eyes, by thinking that the things that they wanted to change with him or help him overcome or become they thought that would make him better that they were just trying to help him but instead it pushed him away if we try to change people we only say that they are flawed we don't say that i accept you for who you are and I'm not saying this uh, as a way to say to people that, oh, you're, you should accept toxic behavior. No, no, no. This, this is a way of saying that if you are triggered by someone doing something or thinking that you ha know best, that you know best for someone, you should assume that you're wrong because you have never stood in that person's shoes. You have never stood and seeing the world from their perspective. So you don't know what's best for them. You only know what's best for you from your perspective. Try focusing on yourself first. Try focusing on how you work in the dynamic. Try changing your behavior. Try changing your communication and see if that improves the relationship dynamic. But if not, if the dynamic is broken, if there is something that is so negative, so energy draining, or something that downright makes you low when being with that person or after seeing that person. You either have to set a boundary, you either have to set a boundary for this person uh, so that you have a clear boundary to protect your own energy, or you have to Consider asking yourself if it's actually worth the relationship to stay in something that is draining you or that is keeping you from growing yourself. Because honestly, there are a lot of people out there that will match your energy, that will be healthy for your growth, that will lift you and that you can have healthy communications with. It's not worth <laughs> spending time with people who drain you, who have negative energy, who criticize you and doesn't cheer you on in your life and doesn't build you up as well as you build them up. 
Relationships should be a give and take. I had to set a boundary for myself that I only wanted to spend time with people that gave me the same support and energy back as I was giving into the relationship. I wanted to spend time with people who gave me energy and not drained me so that when I left, I was so much in minus and so negative and so critis- uh, critical in my thinking that I struggled to get back into my positive self. Now, what this me- meant was that when I was in situations where there was a lot of gossip, for instance, and gossip is a very interesting thing with us humans because it's a relationship building tool that a lot of people studying communication know is because it's elevating status and degrading other people's status and is something that people use to create connections or create agreements around so that we have a common it's it's a point of connection is shortly explained. But gossip is also often negative talk about other people behind their back because the people we are gossiping aren't in the same room as us. And when you practice gossiping a lot, you are often (laughs) talking negatively about other people and making that a habit is not healthy. It's not healthy to always talk about negative people and that's what you're going to talk to your friends about is sharing something that bad that happened or something dumb you thought they did or uh, who slept with who or who's in relationship with who. And frankly, it's disrespectful to everyone. And the problem is also that if you are in a friendship with someone who gossips a lot, I never felt the feeling that I was safe because I had a feeling that if I told them something that was personal to me, I could hear it somewhere else later because it wasn't, it seemed or it felt like no information that was private was safe with them. So every time I was there or every time I talked to these people, I felt a sense of unease and a sense of being very, very careful, careful, but also often being dragged into the dynamic of talking negatively about people. And then when I left feeling so much shame and so much anger towards myself because I got pulled into this negative suction and started talking bad about people that I actually care about and people that I don't know anything about and I don't want to either because they're not in my life. So why should I care who is working where and who is doing that if it's not something positive, if it's not something that I can support them in? And in 2023, I started reducing time with people who gossip started reducing the time that I have with people who talk about other people behind their back. And honestly, I wasn't 
good enough at setting boundaries for how I speak about others and also how others should be spoken about around me. And that is something that I will be taking with me in 2024 is setting clear boundaries for how I want people to be spoken about around me, that I will not engage in gossiping, that I will not engage in gossiping around me. And so if that happens, I will remove myself from the conversation or from the situation because I'm not going to take part in it. I'm not going to stand there passively taking part in somebody else being spoken negatively about when we could be speaking about ourselves or something positive instead, because gossiping is a choice. <laughs> it's, not, it's not something that is an addiction. It's a choice that you make because you want to elevate your own status and degrade other statuses. And if anybody wants to talk about this, please send me a DM. Let me hear you out about how you feel about gossiping and how you handle situations where gossiping has become perhaps a personal issue or perhaps you have any experience with gossiping about yourself as well and how, how you dealt with that, because I would love to talk about it. But this leads us into the second lesson that I wanted to share with you, and that is you need boundaries. <laughs> you need boundaries for yourself and you need boundaries for others. Now, uh, boundaries for others doesn't mean that the boundaries aren't for you. Now, what that means is that when you set boundaries, it's for you. It's for you, not for others. So you're not setting boundaries for others to protect them. You're setting boundaries for you. They have to set their own boundaries, okay? This is, this is very important. You set your boundaries for you. Now, a lot of people talk about balancing in your life, that you need balance in your life, but that is such a hard thing to do because what it basically says is that everything has to have equal weight in your life, and it doesn't. Everything doesn't have equal weight in your life. Time with family, time with school, time at work, health, uh, what you're eating, time with your dog, time with your friends, it doesn't have equal weight. So balancing will be extremely hard. <laughs> and for me, balancing is impossible. It's not something that I find impossible. But what I find possible and very actionable is actually setting boundaries. And boundaries also, ironically enough, give me more balance. Now, this is something that has been so hard for me to learn <laughs> because I easily get frustrated <laughs> when trying to learn something new. So life has to kick me so many times before I actually accept that, okay, this is something that I have to change. Now, that is also why I'm sharing this with you so that you can change this before having to go through like five, six years of, oh, well, I got burned out and I don't understand why. Why did I crash now? Why is my body just failing? And why is my mental health just suddenly plummeting into a dark abyss? And most of the times it's because we don't have boundaries. Now, let me give you some examples of boundaries that I 
really understand now is important. One of the most important boundaries for today's society, I think, and for myself, is actually my phone. Now, <laughs> a lot of the time we use our phone to talk to people, of course, when people aren't in the room. But a lot of the time we also use our phones to get endorphins, to get a small kick out of the day when we want a small dopamine hit. And dopamine is very addictive, which is also why social media is very, very addictive. We talked about this in in a previous episode as well, but we will be talking more about addiction later. Now, I have had a habit in 2023 of when I'm alone, I will pull up my phone to kind of put my brain into this numb situation where I just numb out and I try not to think about things. And I know based on research that this might be a sign of stress and that I handle stress very, very bad. And that this has become my sort of coping mechanism to not have to deal with overwhelm and stress. But that stress also comes from me not taking action because I'm sitting there with my phone. So a boundary that I've set with myself that I started with actually with three days ago is that I will not have my phone in my bedroom at any time. And that I mean at any time. Because I have had a habit of waking up, looking at my phone. The first thing I do is answering people, answering people, answering people. And that's so not healthy for my brain. Because that means that the instance that I wake up, I am immediately available for all the impressions of the world. And I'm not even giving my brain the time to wake up and time to check in on myself and see how I'm feeling that day. I'm just instantly on social media checking how everyone else is doing and giving my attention to other people rather than actually giving myself the attention that I need in the morning. This also goes for nighttime because my phone is so god darn addictive that I will pull that up if I have an if I struggle to sleep for instance that's the first thing that I pick up and I know based on research that the light that comes from my phone is not being helpful to my sleep as well. So having it very, very close by makes it hard for me to say no to it. So to help my weak self, because yes, I am weak towards this addiction, (laughs) I am removing my phone from the bedroom altogether. It's not going to be there. If it's going to get charged, it's going to get charged in the living room during the night. And I also have an old-fashioned alarm in my bedroom, so I don't need the phone. No matter how many excuses I make for myself, I don't need the phone in the bedroom. And I have the volume on so that if anybody calls me, if there's an emergency during the nighttime, which there never is, they can call me and I will still hear them because I'm a light sleeper anyway. Another boundary that I'm setting is with coffee, actually. 
because I learned recently that having coffee the first thing in the morning actually helps me become more sluggish and doesn't help my brain remove the toxins from the night before. So it will make me instantly want more so that I can keep uh, going and help myself keep up and not letting my brain naturally flush its toxins out before I start working with my brain. So what I'm having at the moment is that I will not have coffee until an hour after I wake up. Almost always it's later as well and not without any food. So for instance, when I wake up, I have the past few days just gotten up, gotten in the shower, gone with a walk with my dog and then gotten back, journaled and read my 10 pages and then I'm taking coffee with my breakfast. And it has really helped me. <laughs> and it has also made studying a lot easier. It has made me focus a lot better in the mornings and helped me stay focused throughout the work hours when I needed my focus to be the highest because I only have classes in the morning. And it made me it, it has really made both my stomach and my brain feel so much better. So I highly recommend doing that. Don't have coffee until an hour or later in your day. And you will also not feel that craving for that second cup right away after. You will actually be satisfied with the one cup of coffee. So those are some examples of boundaries that I have set with myself. Now for boundaries with others, I mentioned the boundary of gossiping. I want to set a boundary based on the past year of not gossiping about other people around me or with me or to me at all. And that is just as much with my partner as well as my friends and my family that I do not want any gossiping around me I will not partake in any gossiping around me and if any gossiping and if someone crosses that boundary if there is any gossiping around me I will leave the situation or I will leave the conversation because I will not partake in it that's the boundary if x I will do y now, I'm not punishing anyone. I'm just removing myself from the conversation because I have set a clear boundary that I do not wish to partake in any gossiping. It's not hurting anyone. It's not harming anyone. It's not punishing anyone. It's just protecting myself from that habit and that negative energy. And in a society where we only have 24 hours into the day, it's so important to protect your energy so that you can give that happy, good energy to someone else later on and not be tense after talking smack about other people. Thank you so much again for listening. Remember to follow the podcast so you don't miss out on episodes coming out every Wednesday and be sure to follow our IG as well link in the description below see you guys next week bye bye